The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast with your host, Jackie Pilosoff. No one should have to go through a divorce feeling alone and isolated. The Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast is a production of Divorced Girl Smiling, where every show is 30 minutes aimed to empower you, help you feel validated and understood, and connect you with some of the best divorce professionals in the industry. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and start smiling as you join us right now for the Divorced Girl Smiling Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at divorcedgirlsmiling.com. Before we get started, I want to talk about two Divorce Girl Smiling trusted professionals who I think are wonderful. The first one is financial advisor Joanne Littman. And I've known Joanne for several years. Joanne has been a financial advisor for several years. She is a divorced mom, and she really has a niche in helping men and women who are going through a divorce or after divorce with their financial plan and investing. Jo is so experienced and so smart. She can answer so many of your questions and divorced people love working with her. If you wanna learn more about Joanne, you can find her in the trusted professional section of Divorced Girls Smiling. I also want to talk about Matt and Ann Gable, who are the founders of MJ Gable, diamond and fine jewelry buyers. So if you are thinking of selling any jewelry, including your wedding rings, I would highly recommend selling them to MJ Gable. I actually sold my rings to them in 2011. And honestly, it was a wonderful experience. I got a price I was so happy with. I felt safe. I felt like I could trust them. The process was easy and they paid immediately. So if you want to learn more, go to the Trusted Professional section of Divorce Girl Smiling or go to mjgable.com. And that's G-A-B-E-L. So I have heard the term love bombing a lot recently. And I was really curious. I didn't know what it was. So... I reached out to my favorite online dating coach and personal stylist, Alyssa Deneen, and I asked her, what does love bombing mean? I mean, what is that? And Alyssa ended up writing an article for Divorce Girl Smiling, and then we decided to do a podcast on it. So I'm here with Alyssa. Alyssa has been a dating coach for over five years. She also wrote a best-selling book called The Art of Online Dating. So she knows what she's talking about and definitely knows what love bombing is. So hi, Lissa. Hi, Jackie. Thank you for having me. Always nice to have you. So I think people want to know, is love bombing like a, what do they call it? Like a catchphrase of 2023? Yeah, it, it's definitely trending. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what is it? Tell my listeners what so, it is. Love bombing is when you are in a brand new relationship and the person is showering you with attention and love and gifts and already saying I love you, for example, even after like two or three dates and um, texting you all the time, calling you all the time and, and just really showering you with attention and affection. And it feels really good in the moment, but oftentimes that turns into something negative. So I think there's people listening going, but what if like he really just 
what if we just have this amazing connection and we're in love? Like, how do you know the difference? Yeah. So as as we wrote in the article, there is a fine line and you have to be, you know, on alert for these kind of things. And the way to tell the difference between someone who just genuinely is really excited about meeting like the person of their dreams and somebody who's love bombing is generally love bombing turns into texting a lot. And then if you can't respond, they get aggressive. It turns into controlling behaviors. It turns into, you know, rather than being okay with not hearing from you for a day because you were busy, it turns into, you know, where were you and, you know, kind of an untrusting vibe. Definitely a lot of undercurrents of manipulation. Gifts come with a price. You know, it's, it's I'm going to give you these things, but then I want you to be at my beck and call kind of thing. Okay. So now, now I understand. So this might be like a narcissist who mm-hmm. wants power over you. So basically what you're saying is everybody loves the attention of being love bombed, even if we don't know being love bombed. But you're saying the difference is when the person almost becomes like too controlling over your life, like you just almost feel invade. It's too invasive. Yeah, exactly. There's like an, an undercurrent of feeling like something's off. You know what I mean? And I've been love bombed before. So I know what that feeling is. And it, you question yourself like, wait, why, you know, this person is crazy about me. You know, why am I doubting it? And there is something like in your gut that's telling you it's off. I think the listeners would appreciate hearing your love bombing story. Tell it um, well, I when I was love bombed, it was by my ex-husband who is a narcissist. And I didn't even know what that was until I divorced him. And definitely love bombing was also not in my vernacular in the 1990s. (laughs) So um, I really thought he was crazy about me. You know, I thought, oh, my God, he's so romantic. He says all the right things. You know, he wanted to see me all the time. He wanted to make me dinner. He wanted to, you know, it was just really showering me with, you know, I was the best thing that he'd ever would ever meet in his entire life. So, and it really does feel great. And especially I think for people that, you know, I was pretty insecure and as a lot of young women are, and it feel, it, you know, strokes your ego and it makes you feel really good, but that does, you know, change. It starts to shift. And it's, for me, it was very gradual. And then before you know it, you're already sucked into this relationship. And so that's why you really need to identify the behaviors, you know, before it gets carried away, in other words. So, you know, for me, it was probably four months in before I really started having that gut, like, funny feeling like, why, you know, why is this now such an issue? And why is this an issue? And why are we arguing all the time? And But at that point, you're already in love with the person. So it feels, you know, you, you keep just- Like normal. Again, yeah. And it also, you start to normalize it. So this is so interesting because it sounds like you're like every other woman on this planet. You meet somebody and you love the attention and the security and the adoration and, you know, even the gifts, even if they're not, you don't care about material things, just the fact that somebody took the time to get you a gift. And Mm -hmm. after dating a bunch of people who maybe broke up with you or weren't interested in you, I could see how women 
would fall for love bombers because it feels secure. It feels like, oh my gosh, this guy really, really does love me. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. everybody listening, if you've had this experience, it's okay. Nobody's judging you, but we want you to know what the red flags are of a love bomber so that you don't do it again. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and the red flags are they start to be controlling. Well, where were you? Why didn't you text me back? Wait, you said you were with your girlfriend, but then uh, I called you and you were home. Why are you home so soon? Mm-hmm. You know, I could mm-hmm. see how it would start to become almost creepy and it would feel very invasive. Like the person is just too in your face about everything, not giving you trust, not mm-hmm. giving you your independence, not letting you just not having the trust in you that you can have your own life and still have a really good romantic Exactly, exactly. And and that is really they want to take away other parts of your life because they want to be your everything so that you're completely dependent on them. So there there is like a whole kind of thing behind it all. There's a the behaviors are for a reason. They want you to be so dependent on them that you can't leave. Tell me why somebody love bombs. Like, what's the motivation behind this behavior? Well, in my opinion, I mean, I'm not a psychologist, but in my opinion, from my experience with a narcissist, they're not even really probably aware that they're, it's not something calculated. It's not like they need someone and they're like, ha ha ha, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to really get this person, you know, in love with me and then, you know, manipulate them for the next 20 years. That's not what's going through their mind. They don't know any other behavior. That's all they know. I don't know how much you know about narcissism and that can be a whole other 15 episodes. <laughs> but, you know, it's it really is deep-seated insecurity, but it comes off as being very confident and sure of themselves and, you know, all those things that are attractive in someone but really they're deep down very insecure and so they really want someone to be needy for them because that makes them feel that feeds their ego. It's all ego driven. Those and so easy to be fooled. It, it is. And again, real, you know, narcissists can be very sneaky about it. They don't know. I don't know if they really, again, I don't think it's calculated, but they can be pretty sneaky in that, you know, mine was so gradual that by the time I was really kind of questioning what was going on, I was already in really deep. And and again, I did not know what narcissism narcissism was. I didn't know any of that. I think now, knowing what I know, I I wouldn't get in that situation anymore. But that's why I ended up marrying. And <laughs> I was with him for, you know, almost 18 years. So when you meet somebody and they're showering you with a lot of attention, it is something to just be very aware of. And I think really you should be able to tell the difference because after a few weeks or a few months, it will start to shift and it will start to feel not right. But one thing I wanted to ask you is you keep saying the word narcissist. Do you think that a lot of narcissists engage in love bombing. Is that kind of what you're trying to say? Or there are people who aren't narcissists who love bomb? I suppose there probably are people that aren't narcissists, but I think generally it is associated with a narcissist to have that, to completely shower with someone with attention and to get them dependent on them. Because I dated this guy after my divorce and he completely love bombed me But what I found out later was, I don't think he was a narcissist, but his ex-wife 
who had left him for someone else was getting remarried to the guy. And I think he was like in a competition and he wanted to be remarried badly. I mean, because he was like calling me honey, baby, after like two dates and wanting to spend every minute with me and asking where I was and giving me a key to his place. And it was really unnerving, but he really was a very nice guy. I knew what his motivations were. I could see it already. Yeah. yeah. And so he wasn't a narcissist, I don't think, though. Yeah. We are going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what you should do if you think you might be a victim of love bombing. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about the difference between love bombing and a person you meet who love bombs you, but they're really sincere and they're very healthy and it ends up all great. So we'll be right back. Co-parenting isn't easy. Trying to communicate with an ex about the kids' schedules, expenses, and the divorce itself can feel awkward, frustrating, and stressful. Well, guess what? The app, Our Family Wizard, can take this stress away and make co-parenting so much easier. I truly wish I would have known about Our Family Wizard when I was getting divorced. Our Family Wizard is an app used by more than a million parents and family law professionals, all who want to keep everything on the same page with their ex-spouses or their clients. I'm talking shared calendars, expenses, messaging, files, and other critical family information. People often say, I really don't like dealing with my ex. Well, guess what? Our family wizard makes it so much easier. Everything you both put into the app is kept on record, so it encourages both people to be amicable and fair. It also lets you put in all your expenses, so now your ex can see exactly to the penny what you're spending on the kids. This reduces resentment so much because people can actually see where their child support payments are going. I can't say enough about Our Family Wizard. It's a great app. It's very affordable, and it will make your life so much easier and better. To learn more, visit OurFamilyWizard.com. I also want to talk about my newest Divorce Girl Smiling Professional, who I am so excited about. Her name is Ardene Fox, and she's a divorce attorney in Arizona. And Ardene has been a divorce attorney since 2015. She practices divorce, juvenile, and adoption law. And she formerly served as an assistant attorney general representing the Arizona Department of Child Safety, Independency, Guardianship, Termination of Parental Rights, and Adoption Matters. I am so proud and excited to call Ardene a Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional. If you want to learn more about her, you can go to the Divorce Girl Smiling Trusted Professional section, of course. And then you can also go to foxlawgroupaz.com. Welcome back to the Divorce Girl Smiling podcast. My name is Jackie Pillisoff. I'm your host. I'm here today with online dating coach Alyssa Deneen. Alyssa, who is the author of The Art of Online Dating, which is like a famous book, by the way. She and I are talking about love bombing. This is a term that has been so, it's like a buzzword. It's been so, you hear it every minute in 2023. So we're talking about it. And Alyssa, I want to get into what you tell people as a dating coach 
if they say to you, I think this guy's coming on too strong, what's your advice? Well, after we, you know, kind of discussed why the person felt that way and examined whether it was being on the manipulative side of those of that behavior, then I would definitely recommend to end things and not move forward. Because the thing is that it feel it makes you feel very special. Um, so I think a lot of people do just get sucked into that, of course. Um, but they're just going to do that to the next person and the next person and the next person. So I think when you realize that, it makes you realize, okay, it, I'm not. It's not something between he and I or she and I. It's, it's not something special about me. It's that this person is going to do that continuously. So you're saying run, but it's yes. not always easy to do. Do these women say like? I really want to break up, but I don't know if I can because he's so into me and I'm never going to meet anyone who's into me like this. Um, well, I think that most of the people that I'm working with are divorced already. They're middle-aged or older. And I think that a lot of people are more aware of love bombing now too, since it's so in the media. Um, so I think people are not really clinging to that. I think, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I think it would be hard to convince someone otherwise. Okay, I want to get into your personal story. So we've been talking about like, what if a guy seems really great and he's love bombing you and love bombing can be okay if it's sincere and not with a narcissist who's going to try to control you later. And Alyssa, you have a personal story about how you kind of got love bombed, but that part never started where he was controlling and he always gave you your independence. Wait, I don't want to tell your story. So tell my listeners. Okay. So yeah, when I first met my my partner now, and now we've been together almost seven years, um, we met online. And after the first date, it was really after the second date, he really was, you know, texting a lot and he really wanted to, and he traveled a lot. So he was making dates ahead of time, which was great. I was happy about that, you know, making dates way in, in, weeks in advance when he was going to be in town. Um, and that was all fine, you know, but he would text and call a lot and want to talk to me a lot. And I, you know, I think that when it's new, you don't, for me, at least I wasn't really wanting to text and call all the time. I didn't really know him that well. And he really did give me my space. I mean, he never made me feel bad about it. And after our third date, you know, he just was you know, falling more and more for me. So it got more intense. And then he was like, I want to go on this trip to London and let's do this. And, you know, he was just really excited. And I at one point said to him, you've got to slow down. This is going really fast. And I feel I feel like you're, you know, have this infatuation or something and then it's going to burn out. And also I thought he might be loving me. <laughs> so I wasn't sure what was going on. But as I got to know him better, I realized he's just a very enthusiastic person. And whenever I set a boundary, he respected it, never questioned where I was, never didn't believe me when I couldn't call him and said, you know, oh my God, I'm sorry, my daughter ended up having, I needed to pick her up at school or blah, 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 whatever. Never questioned any of that. And yeah, and was just I, you know, I was pretty clear on on my, you know, what I could give and what I couldn't. And he was, you know, we really communicated well. And he accepted it. And that's the key difference. He didn't get upset with you that you wanted to slow down. He didn't get upset with you if you didn't text him back right away. He didn't say, well, why can't you go out this night? We always go out on Friday nights or whatever. He gave you the freedom and independence so you knew that he was an independent guy who was genuine, who didn't do this to everybody. He just really loved you. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it really did take me a, a little while to accept that myself, <laughs> that it was real and not something put on or, or you know, an infatuation. Um, and even to this day, I mean, I'm just a much more busy social person. And he never says like, what, you know, my ex would always be like, why are you going out with friends again? Why are you doing this again? Why, you know, it was always wanting me to be home with him. And I never get that. It's, you know, with my current partner, he's always great. Okay. See you later. <laughs> you, know. you know, I think a lot of women after divorce are really skeptical like you were because we've been through this love bombing, whether we knew it as a term or not. We've been through these bad relationships, these unhealthy guys that we dated. And so when the right one comes along, you may not even know it mm -hmm. because you're so used to waiting for the shoe to drop. So do you have any advice for people in that regard? Like if he's love bombing you, don't discount that he might actually be genuine and be a good guy. Right. And so you really have to read between the lines and, you know, and really get a sense of whether he's, um, again, you know, questioning the behaviors or just accepting it like, OK, cool, I'll see you later. I'll talk to you tomorrow. But somebody who's really just pressuring you and, and kind of almost guilting you a lot. Um, you know, another kind of red flag is when someone doesn't seem to be excited for your for your wins in life. You know, if you, you know, say you get a promotion at work, I mean, that's an exaggeration, an exaggerated example. But, you know, instead of being really excited and, oh, my God, that's so great, you know, somehow finding like a negative thing about it, like, oh, well, you know, shouldn't you have gotten that a year ago? Or, you know, rather than pointing out something or, negative about it, rather than being excited for you. Or making fun of you or mm -hmm. rolling their eyes, you know, Yes. When I first launched Divorce Girl Smiling, I was dating somebody who was I'm not dating anymore, obviously, but it was before I met my now partner. And he was very negative and was like, I don't want you writing about me. It was all about him. Didn't believe it could be anything. And then when I met my now partner, I was about a year and a half into Divorce Girl Smiling and it was already somewhat of a success. But it was such a different tune. And I said to him, just so you know, I write and your name could come up, not your actual name, because that would be illegal. But I might write about you and I in our, our relationship. And if you're not OK with that, you're going to have to let me know. He was not only so excited. He read one of my books like the first week we were dating. He was like, I'll be on your podcast. Do you want me to be on your podcast? Let's talk, you know really sweet and he remains to be sweet about it to this day and it really means a lot to me mm -hmm. yeah someone who's not threatened by your success or something else that makes you happy other than them or you know there's so many ways that somebody who's it's not a healthy relationship there's so many ways they can feel slighted or you know second secondary to other things in your life and obviously that's not how not how life is and there's many things that you're juggling and you know you really need a partner that's going to support you and you know accept when you maybe aren't available all the time and and when you're busier than normal or all of those things and and like that about you appreciate that about you and like you said a narcissist will make it all about them. So mm -hmm. they don't have the capability 
to realize how happy you are, how much your promotion means to you, because they're so focused on themselves. Yeah. So really, you know, okay, we're like two psychologists sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. It's no, pretty, it's true. It would be instead of being excited, it would be, oh, how is that going to take away from your time with me? Yeah. So it really is. I mean, I think that, as I said, I think now that it's so in the media, people are so much more aware of it and hopefully won't won't get you know sucked into that down that road. But as I said, it's very flattering at first and it feels really great, but you have to really be careful. Alyssa, this has been so wonderful. I love the conversation. We have like a couple minutes left. So do you want to offer, if you can think of it, three dating tips right off the bat that you tell people? Oh, yeah, I definitely should. <laughs> um, be open-minded. Everyone thinks in their mind that they have this, you know, they have an ideal person in their mind that they're going to be with. And they, a lot of people shut off a lot of good potential matches or dates or partners because they have this idea in their head that they should have this job and they should be this height and they should look like this. And sometimes it comes in a different package than you're expecting. And so my biggest piece of advice to all of my clients, and you know, I, I say this again and again, is that you have to keep an open mind. You have to be willing to go out with people that, you know, new people that maybe you swipe on someone you would never think that you'd go out with in real life and see what happens and challenge yourself. And if you feel like you're not being open-minded, maybe take a break from online dating. Yes. Just for like two weeks, right? Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right breaks. Yeah. Okay. Next tip. Okay. Next tip is um, ask a friend to look at your dating profile <laughs> because a lot of people just don't think to do that. I think especially the men out there have a friend look at it and make sure that you're not missing something or, you know, maybe there's a photo that you think looks great, but I think it's good to get feedback, you know, especially when we're, you know, not growing up in that age of taking selfies and photos of ourselves and everything. You have to really, a lot of us don't know what a good photo looks like. So asking people for their, for their advice. Or I'm going to give Alyssa a plug. If you want Alyssa to look at it and go over it with you, you can hire her. That's what she does. <laughs> exactly. So go to stylemyprofilenyc.com and find Alyssa. Okay, yeah. tip number three, last tip. Tip number three, be regularly active on the app every day, at least 10 minutes a day, and message with people, swipe on people, because the algorithm, then you get sort of preference over other people, and you'll appear in everyone's feed at the top of their feed. If you're active, and you're active every day, and you're messaging with people and returning messages, the algorithms of the apps does actually take that into account and it will put you at the top of everyone's feed. That is a great tip. And just so my listeners know, Alyssa has been in a seven-year relationship, but because of her career, what she does as a dating coach, she knows these kinds of things. She is on dating apps. So I want Alyssa's boyfriend to hear this from me. She's not <laughs> on there looking for someone else. <laughs> She's on there to help her clients. So I have a lot of respect for that, Alyssa, because it was never fun being on those things when you're single, but you still have to be on them. Yeah. Yeah. I have to see what's happening out there in the dating world. Well, thank you so much for taking time to do this podcast, Alyssa. It was great to have you on the show and hear all your great advice. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. It was great to see you. And if anybody is listening and is interested in talking with Alyssa or hiring her or going to her website, she has a lot of free stuff on the site. Go to her website, stylemyprofilenyc.com. Or you can find Alyssa in the Trusted Professional section of Divorced Girl Smiling. And on that note, if you want to listen to more podcasts, read articles, download my mobile app, or sign up for my free consult, come see me at DivorcedGirlSmiling.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and we'll talk to you real soon. Mm-hmm.